I'm Nate Siever, the producer and editor of the Vance Crow Podcast, and you are listening to an As the Crow Flies on the Vance Crow Podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. Well, you're listening to this in 2023, which I know for me personally is a difficult thing to wrap my mind around. It'll take me a few months to be able to say 2023. One of the guiding principles that I use in my life is the concept that your attention is the most valuable thing that you own. So rather than do a retrospective where I talk about all the great podcasts and interesting things I learned throughout the year, I thought instead I would talk very clearly about things that I am paying attention to. We'll get back to regular interviews um, throughout the year. We've got a lot planned, and as you've been able to tell, I'm sure we're only doing podcasts in person, which for a while has limited us because that means we can only talk to brilliant minds that are in St. Louis. But in the coming year, we've set up a budget. We are going to start bringing people, thinkers, really creative people in from all over the country Um, because we want this podcast to keep pushing our thinking further forward and really to be the best show that we can possibly be. So without further ado, I'm just going to jump into things that I think are worth paying attention to. The first one that I want to talk about today is this new OpenAI chatbot. You can go to a website that allows you to type text into a field. And instead of just getting an answer the way that Google gives you an answer, like asking it, Um, how can I get great wood furniture and then have it bring up the 10 best sites that talk about giving great wood furniture, the virtual assistant that is this chat bot will actually give you a detailed answer. It might describe for you how you would use those search terms or which search terms to use. And then if you decided that you wanted to use it in a different way, you could actually take content. I did this for a friend just this morning where you write up all the things you love about this person's art, their furniture that they make, and then you ask the bot to help you create marketing content that's better than what you wrote. And very quickly, you'll watch it type out in real time, really interesting and engaging ad copy. And then you can even ask it, hey, could you make it more personalized? Like instead of writing it in the third person, write it in the first person, and right in real time, it does this. The reason I'm paying attention to this technology is because I have never seen anything like it. Many of the fears that people had about artificial intelligence was that it was going to take the work of, you know, lower class people, working class people, people that are actually using their hands. I'd always imagine that you'd be able to put a plumber in or make it really easy to do concrete and all those jobs would go away. But the reality is this AI is proving that'll actually be high-end, normally what's thought of as white-collar work, um, it will blow it away. If you were thinking about going into a business where you would write creative marketing and you're not using this AI, every single other business that is using it has a massive competitive edge. They can get um, many, many samples over and over again. You can add little tiny instructions and have a five-page document completely edited in a new way. There are a lot of people in the AI world that I know that are kind of playing down how big of a deal this is. They talk about its limitations. But when I look at this system, I see all of the opportunities and the massive way in which this will change work and culture going forward. If you haven't had a chance, I highly recommend you head to the website and check it out. You can get there by going to chat.openai.com. I have no affiliation with this whatsoever. You might view this as some kind of scary dystopian thing 
but it is definitely worth looking at so you know what is going to change about the world in the coming years. The next thing I'm paying attention to is, of course, Bitcoin. Longtime listeners of the podcast know this is a subject I bring up all the time, and I always make sure to delineate between cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin. And so I'm really only right now paying attention to Bitcoin because of its unique qualities. Now, I've been involved in this area for a long time, but it wasn't until I set up a node in my house that I really had the complete awe-inspiring journey towards understanding how much this can change our culture. And I think this kind of falls along with the way that you learn anything in life. It's not just about reading, it's about doing something. So many people that have stayed kind of on the side of Bitcoin have heard of things like mining and wallets, and those are important things to know and understand. But a miner is really expensive if you're going to try and be profitable. And just doing a wallet doesn't actually get you to understand really where is this technology going, which is why I highly recommend if you have a little bit of time this winter season, buy a Raspberry Pi and a solid state drive, and then get on a tutorial on YouTube and figure out how to download an operating system and begin to download the blockchain onto your solid state drive. Most of this probably sounds like nonsensical words to you, but I assure you, as you start to wade into this, you ask Google, you know, which Raspberry Pi should I buy? How large does my solid state drive need to be? That you start getting the fundamental understanding of what's going on with Bitcoin and how the blockchain works. Then, once you've gone through the process, you've set it up, you've downloaded the blockchain, you can start to see what a node really is. Now, when I discovered this, it blew my mind and I really deeply understood just how much banking, credit, all of these things can change if the world adopts Bitcoin. So if you've been at all interested in this and you don't know how to take your next step for learning, I would highly recommend in 2023 paying attention to how to build a node. I think many podcasters are like me. You're so busy putting together a podcast or thinking about your own that you don't get a chance to listen to as many podcasts as you did before you became a podcaster. So in this regard, I am really uh, careful about what I download onto my podcast list and which ones I actually spend time listening to. So I thought that maybe I would offer you some insight to what I listen to so that you might jump off and find interesting areas for you. Well, I'd love it if you always listen to the Vance Crow podcast. There are other great people out there talking to people that I'm interested in, but maybe wouldn't ask the same questions or couldn't get the same guests. The first one, of course, is my friend Sean Newman, who has the Sean Newman podcast. Now, if you listen to an episode a few weeks ago, you realize that Sean and I talked about him being booted off of YouTube. During the Canadian trucker rallies, he put out some content that YouTube didn't like, and they removed him from the system altogether. I actually think that when I've played content with him or even talking about him, it's lowered the amount of viewers that I have. I can't say for sure, but I can tell that he's persona non grata around here. Now, that's really funny because Sean is one of the most open-minded people, and he sits and asks questions that are so simple that sometimes I think, how could you have asked that? But then you hear the person give the answer, and you realize, wait a second, I didn't actually understand that. Sean interviews people that are talking about politics, but not always the biggest and most important names. Although he he did have the woman that went on to become the Alberta's prime minister on long before anyone even thought it was possible she could win the election. So this is an interesting guy. Another podcast that I don't listen to nearly enough, but when I get a chance, I do, called Farming for Profit. 
these are a few guys that uh, have had me on their show a couple of times. I keep inviting them on, but I want them to come down to St. Louis. So you'll get to meet them in person. Now, these guys really talk about the deep kernels of knowledge about how to become profitable in farming, which is not obvious. Now, of course, one of them works for a bank. One of them is actually deeply enmeshed in the farming world. So they have their own biases. They have their own ways of thinking. But I can tell you that these guys are really interesting. And even if you're not involved in agriculture, they will give you a view into the world of agriculture that I haven't found anywhere else. And a third podcast that I think is worth paying attention to is my longtime friend, and I have to call him a mentor, Jim Rutt. Jim is this zany guy that ran a company that uh, was sold for over a billion dollars. Then he moved off into a remote part of the Appalachian Mountains. And he's just a quirky guy that has access to some of the greatest thinkers in the entire world. Jim puts real effort into preparing for his guests. He'll read entire books. He will uh, watch hundreds of hours of content by a group of people or even an individual. And he will ask some of the most in-depth questions you will hear anywhere on the internet. Jim is a really interesting guy. And uh, just in the last couple of weeks, he's put out some podcasts about belief and how people in democracies end up hating themselves and why that happens that I don't think you can find anywhere else. So go check out the Jim Rutt show and uh, be sure to tell him I sent you. Now that actually leads me to my next point. One of the things that I think is worth paying attention to is how you use podcasts in general, and specifically the Vance Crow podcast. Many of you know that there is a guy behind the scenes named Ben Anderson. That's my business partner in Legacy Interviews. And uh, he's been the executive producer for the podcast for now over two years. Ben has used the opportunity to schedule me to interview some of the people that he's interested in their research and in the science that they're doing. You'll notice that the caliber of guests went way up during COVID because Ben would find some of the most leading edge scientists, people like Michael Levin, Lee Cronin, or thinkers like Eric Howell, and he'd get them to come on the podcast and we would talk. Now, what I didn't realize was that Ben was deeply reading their research and after we'd get done with the podcast, he'd use what he'd learned in the conversation to reach out to them and to build a deeper relationship with them. He's done such a good job utilizing the network that comes from the Vance Crow podcast that he's been invited to publish with some of these scientists, and he's been invited out to uh, really impressive um, uh, think tank weekends where people get together and share ideas and meet other leaders in the scientific field. Now, Ben is an extraordinary guy, but what he is doing is not something that's impossible for you to do, too. If you are a regular listener of the podcast and you hear me talking to somebody and they say something that really strikes you, I highly encourage you to reach out to them. Maybe it's through their DMs on Twitter or uh, writing me and asking if I could make a connection. I'm happy to do it. I believe that the Vance Crow podcast is really not about having huge numbers, but instead finding the most important up the graph nodes that we possibly can and connecting people that have interesting ways of viewing and thinking about the world so that they can benefit from knowing one another. I will do almost any introduction and I will make it so that you have a warm conversation with the person that caught your attention by listening to the podcast. So know that this is something that I want you to do and I really think it can change the trajectory of your life if you just do it even one time. One thing everybody pays attention to during the New Year's time is about their weight and health. And a few months ago, my wife and I had our second daughter, 
and my sister came into town and she gave us a new way to think about eating. One of which was because she lives in Costa Rica, they eat a lot of dry beans, something that I'm not used to and don't know anything about. Well, it just so happened at the same time that she was teaching us how to cook beans, I happened to give a speech at a dry bean convention, if you can believe they exist. And through that, I met some really interesting people that after the conference, they said, hey, I want to ship you some dry beans. I think you'll like them. So I gave them my address. And before long, a giant box showed up with, I don't know, probably 30 pounds of beans in it. Now, when I first got the box, I could not possibly imagine that I could eat that many beans. Because in my experience, you go to the store, maybe you get some dry beans, garbanzo beans, whatever. You put them in your Instapot. They're only okay. I started to learn how to cook beans, and then when I received these really good beans, I began to realize that just like the guy that buys uh, beef from a cattle farmer that he knows, that slaughters him himself, that dry ages them, how much better that beef is than what you can get in the grocery store, that same level of quality difference also occurs in dry beans. Now, if I'm saying something that's surprising you, but you've been thinking about trying to change up your diet, how can I eat more healthfully? but not hate the whole process, then I want to encourage you to try using dry beans and specifically go out of your way to get really high quality beans. So I'm going to put out a recommendation of a, a company to reach out to. Now, the only way you can buy from this company is if you buy in bulk because they sell to the big boys and they're selling a lot of beans that are at a really high quality. You can't get these in the store. Now, when you do that, it's going to show up and you're going to feel like, how will I ever get through these beans? But just trust me, just make one serving. Spend the time to make it with the crushed real garlic and some nice oil, and you will experience a different kind of food experience than you've ever had before. So if you're interested in buying beans, I highly recommend you go to LA Hearn Company. You can get there at hearnstore.com and go ahead and be confident in ordering a 10-pound bag. Now, I don't have any affiliation with them. I'm not getting anything in return for this. They've already sent me beans that I love and am, and am going to eat forever. And it really was done through friendship. But in talking with this company, I've been saying, look, if people understood how much better the quality of beans they could have with it, they would definitely change their diet. So go to hernstore.com, order 10 pounds of beans, try and make them and really enjoy this experience about trying to change the way your diet is. Longtime listeners of the podcast know about the Articulate Ventures Network, which is a white label Facebook, a place where people that listen to the podcast get together and share experiences and information and kind of ask questions. Now, at different times throughout the network, we've had all sorts of uh, debate practice and speech giving practice, and I've even put some classes on there. Now, as legacy interviews have grown substantially, I don't have as much time to be in there, but the group still gets together. They talk about things that are going on in their lives. This is also where we organize book club. I highly recommend you get involved with the Articulate Ventures Network. Right now, it's less than $10 a month to be connected to a group of people that are listening to the same things that you are and are willing to share and interact with you in a way that you can't do on regular social media. Now, outside of social media, I am going to be paying attention to the communities around me. One of the things that's happened because I've had daughters is I've noticed that there are older people that just delight in seeing my young daughter come up the hill and say hi to her. So I'm going to still embrace this, and I'm going to try and find more and more outlets for my kids to interact with older people. It gives me a chance to talk with people that are in an age bracket that I wouldn't normally do, 
And I also get a chance to see people regularly over and over again. And you get to learn things about people when you see them over and over again. Oftentimes during this podcast, I'm going to see a person for two hours and we're going to have a really intense conversation. But there's a big benefit to seeing people over and over and over again. So I'm going to try and build relationships right in my neighborhood. And I really would encourage you to do it as well. Another thing that I think is very important is to create a weekly or bi-weekly gathering of people that you really respect and admire. I know it's really hard to find time to spend uh, away from the family or away from your work, but I can tell you that in my life, some of the most important discoveries, some of the largest inspiration, some of the biggest changes I've made in my life have come as a result of meeting with a group of people regularly once a week and having a loose format on the way we get together. Now, you might be a person that uh, wants to have a couple beers. Maybe you're going to toke on some uh, cannabis. Maybe you're going to just get together and uh, talk about God. Whatever it is, having those regular experiences with people can really make a big difference for the ideas you get exposed to and the chances you're willing to take. So if you've not had a group of friends that you've been able to rely on, then the way that you should resolve that is becoming the, the person that brings people together. And even if you don't get it right the first couple of times, just keep trying, keep inviting, keep exploring, keep trying to figure out how can I make this a thing that I'm excited to go to, my spouse is excited that I go do, and, uh, and that really helps me build a better, more full and rich life. So get involved in your community in, in ways that uh, are best for you. I know that's what I'm paying attention to this year. We just finished the holiday season and uh, something happened to me this Christmas. I got a note from a person that gave me uh, a gift and they had given me a gift the year before that neither year was I expecting it. And this year their gift said, you write such great thank you notes. I wanted to give this to you just to see what you'd reply back with. Now, I don't think people should give gifts for tip for tap, but that made me feel great. It made me feel really good about the fact that I had given them such recognition for them thinking of me that they wanted to keep this reciprocity up. Gratitude is one of the most important things you can pay attention to, no matter what year it is. And so I am focusing even more on that this year. And so to that effect, there are a few people that I want to say thank you to this year. The first is a man named Alex Dodge. Alex is an artist that spends half his time in Japan and half his time in New York City, and he makes some fantastic three-dimensional, I don't even know how you describe them. They're paintings, they're drawings, they're done on computer, they're done by hand. In fact, Alex gave me a print that is done in this special Japanese style, and I have it hanging up in the Legacy Interview Studios because it generates such easy conversation with other people. I don't exactly understand why Alex reached out to me when he did, but I am really grateful for that friendship. It's uh, been a great relationship to have an artist, somebody that sees the world differently, and uh, I hope to have a relationship with him for many years to come. If you are at all interested in seeing some of the most interesting art that's out there by living artists today, then uh, go check out Alex Dodge and uh, tell him I sent you because uh, as a huge thank you to him, I hope he's listening to this podcast. Another person I want to say thank you to is to our uh, producer and editor, uh, Nate Sievert, who does all this new work in the studio. This is a new thing for us. For many years, I ran the camera and then Ben came on and he started doing some of the camera work, but neither of us are experts at this. 
we found a young guy that had decided, you know what, college isn't for me, and there are some dreams I want to pursue, some of which has to do with video and audio. And so we found a great relationship where we could hook him up with a job, and he could really up our game. In the coming year, you can expect that we will continue to improve the quality of the audio and the video, and Nate is exceptional at fee- getting feedback and making himself better. So if you ever want to help the podcast get better, you can uh, send me an email or a DM, and I will pass the message on to Nate because we want to do everything we can to make this great, and Nate is the man to step in and do this. We are proud of what we've accomplished, and we're looking forward to what we're going to accomplish in, uh, in going forward. Another person I want to say thank you to is a man named Nicholas Bartlett, who is co-owner of a company called GoPo, Gourmet Popcorn, down in Fulton, Missouri. You may see some giant billboards as you're driving from St. Louis to Kansas City for GoPo, and I can tell you that it is worth the trip. This guy makes this special gourmet popcorn, and he runs a board game facility where people come in and he asks you simple questions about what type of games do you like to play, how do you like to interact, and he will set you up with an experience that is one of a kind while you're eating this great popcorn. Now, the reason I'm saying thank you to Nicholas is because he is one of those people that shows up and keeps things going. He's in the Articulate Ventures network, and he's one of those people that when you first meet him, you're like, you can't possibly be real. The things you're telling me are so outlandish. They're so different than the way that I think that I'm trouble even computing this. But as you listen to him more, and as you see him share things that are valuable to him, you start to realize this is like being around a person that has some special connection with the universe around him. I get the great benefit of being able to text and call Nicholas whenever I want. And I want to say thank you to that. And just know that if you're the type of person that has kind of crazier ideas, but you're the gas man, the person that always shows up saying, you can do it. I believe in you. This is what I've learned. This is where I've fallen down and how I've gotten back up. Then you may change the trajectory of the world. And I know that Nicholas has changed my life. And I hope some of the ideas that he shared with me, I've shared with you and have changed your life too. Another person I want to say thank you to is Joseph Ring, who you can find on Twitter. He is one half of the Ring Brothers who produce the beef that I buy and feed my family with. Joseph is one of those guys that constantly pokes me on how to get better with the podcast. And like I said earlier, we love getting feedback. People like Joseph are the reason that I am able to get better because I can tell you I am doing everything I can to get better. I am out of new ideas and I want listeners like Joseph and you to give me advice and feedback. Also, if you're a longtime listener of the podcast, know that we would love to get a recording of you introducing the podcast. If you thought about doing that, all we need for you to do is to say your name, where you're from, what you do, and that they are, then that you're listening to the Vance Crow podcast. If you're interested, DM me or reach out to Vance at articulate.ventures to uh, send me your opening script. Next, I want to thank Christina Hudson Kohler. Christina's been on the podcast a couple of times. She's the egg lady. She's involved in many organizations, and she is always the most optimistic, can-do kind of person. Christina has been updating me on what I think is a growing crisis in our country right now, which is the rapidly increasing price of eggs. Christina checks in, lets me know what's going on with the price of eggs, talks about how it's impacting her business, and she's the type of person that really keeps me connected to agriculture and farming. This is infinitely valuable to me because... I really love staying connected with the ag community. So if you're one of those people that has specific insight, the price of grain, what's going on with cattle, how hay is growing, definitely let me know. I want to hear what you're seeing in your world. And it doesn't have to be some long, well-thought-out thing. Just 
keeping me apprised of that information is welcome. And so to finish that out, thank you to Christina Hudson Kohler. You are one of a kind person and I'm so glad to be connected with you. All right, another thing I'm paying attention to while everybody else is wondering who's gonna run Twitter and how are things going with Elon Musk, I have a good friend that has pointed me to this new platform called Noster. Now I know people are hearing about Truth Social and Rumble and all of these different social media platforms that are that are proliferating as people try and have censorship-free ways of communicating. But I think Noster is special. Noster.io will take you to a website where you can see how many people are joining this new protocol. Rather than it being a really well, highly designed, great user interface platform, this Noster is allowing people to be able to build platforms like YouTube or like Twitter so that you can communicate with people in the ways that we've learned that we want to over video, over typing, but done in a way more secure way. I know that it's hard to get involved in new technology, but if you're like me and you're an early adopter or you wanna just check out what's going on in the world, I am paying attention to Noster. I think in the coming months, I'll start broadcasting the podcast there. And if I do, this will allow us to have a different sort of relationship. One that even if um, certain episodes or certain guests are not welcomed by the platforms, that we can't be censored. So keep an eye out for more things from Noster. And if you're interested in learning more about it, go to noster.io. And finally, the thing I'm paying attention to most this year is legacy interviews. This is where I sit down with a person to record their family stories, their wisdom, and their values to be passed down to future generations. Now, we've been doing this for almost two years now, but in the last few months, we have made some serious upgrades to this service. And that's because we've been hearing what our clients want, and they've been asking for more. So I thought I'd just talk a little bit about it. When we first started these legacy interviews, we did them almost exclusively over Zoom. It was COVID and people wanted me to interact with their parents or loved ones from far away. But over time, we realized that the best interviews are done in person. So I was doing them for a while in my basement podcast studio, but we definitely outgrew it to the point where my wife was like, look, you can't have all these people coming into our house. We've got crying babies. We've got things going on. So that's why Ben and I set out and got this brand new private recording studio. We've been in here for six months, and this has really allowed us to create an experience that is once in a lifetime. Guests come into the studio, we have a chance to get coffee, get to know one another, sit down and be able to record over a long period of time. For people that do the standard interview, we talk for anywhere from an hour and a half to two hours, talking about your life story, having a really great conversation. We sometimes do it with just one parent or sometimes a married couple will do it together sitting on the couch. We also have really expanded what we call our concierge service. This is when a person does an entire day as the experience. They arrive around 9.30, we get to know one another, we do a session of recording, we take a break, we get something to eat, we have nice drinks. Then we come back and do a second session of recording. And then we have lunch. This lunch is catered, we have a special arrangement with a wonderful restaurant, we have a great time talking, getting to figure out how are things going, and then we record a third session. Now, when we did this, we began to realize that sometimes you have couples where there's one person that has a lot to say and another person that's a little more bashful. And so if you do this concierge service, you can have dad go in the morning, 
mom go in the second session in the morning, take a lunch break and have them record an interview together at the end. Or dad may do both the morning sessions and just be joined with mom in the afternoon session. This is a great way to allow people that are less comfortable sharing stories or talking about themselves, but still want to be captured. Also, probably the biggest change that we've made to legacy interviews is the inclusion of a transcript. If you buy in at the concierge level, we will take the entire day's worth of interviews. We will have that experience transcribed. We'll edit it to make sure that it makes sense and flows. And then we will have it sent off to be um, turned into a leather-bound book. We found one of the last leather-bound book binding companies in the entire country. They now focus almost exclusively on restoring historic old Bibles, but we have come up with a great system and we're going to start using them. So we have already received one of our leather-bound transcripts. We love this and we are expanding the service. So we've added that into the concierge service. Just the other day, we heard from a client who was elated to receive the transcript. In fact, he said, I never imagined when I sat down to do a legacy interview that I would also be getting an autobiography that I wrote in just a single day. So if you're interested in having me sit down with your loved one or to do one with you and your spouse, go to LegacyInterviews.com to see what we're offering and to get on our calendar. It is booking out quick and we would love to have you. Thank you so much for being a listener to the podcast. I don't say this lightly. I genuinely appreciate each person that listens to the podcast. I'm always surprised when people uh, send me a note and I love talking with people about what they thought whether they liked a guest, some things they didn't like, getting advice, having suggestions about other people that I should have on the podcast. The whole reason I'm doing the Vance Crow podcast is to create a gravity well. That is to create a situation in which some of the most interesting people in the world, not necessarily the most famous or the most intelligent or the most uh, wealthy, but the most interesting people in the entire world that have something to share so that they can come to me, we can learn, and we can get connected to other people that would appreciate your ideas and your ways of thinking. This only happens because people like you are listening and people like you connect and share what you're thinking. So if you want to help the podcast out, not only keep listening, but consider writing a review and giving us five stars. I uh, got a chance to get an inside look on how big of a difference it makes when people rate your podcast and when they write reviews. And I can say, that it will help my gravity well, which in turn will help your gravity well if we can get this out to more people and we can continue to get the great high-quality guests that we've been doing. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. I'd be very interested to hear what you're paying attention to this year that wasn't on my list, and I hope that you have in a fantastic 2023, and uh, we'll see you throughout the year. Ah, ah, ah.